I'm good. How are you? Hold on one second. I'm trying to help cook my um. Did it connect? I need to put these. Okay, there we go. Oh, my hair. It's the, It's caught. Okay. I know people are probably looking like, what is going on with her? <laughs> no, no. You gotta get ready. I get it. You came in a a little bit early, so yeah. And then I try to do to make sure everything's on the up and up. Um, we're already streaming live on Facebook, so hey, Facebook. Hey. <laughs> okay, these ain't working, so I'm gonna just take them out. I'm gonna share this real quick in my group. Absolutely, absolutely, get to it because I told them that I would. Okay, there we go, right there. So, share in group. Where is my group? Oh, there we go. Okay, it should be up. Can you hear my mom talking? No. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, I'm about to go back there like now. Come on now. <laughs> okay. No. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Ooh, ooh. Welcome. I'm so happy you, for you having were me. able to join us today. So, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. I, I just I did a no long, very thing. long um, post office line before oh. this. So, <laughs> I can only imagine because it's getting close to that cutoff time. I can only yeah. imagine. All right. All right. Well, Asia, please introduce us to you. Tell us what's your name, where you're from, what name you write on under, and is this a pen name or not? Okay, so I'm Asia Monique. That is my actual name, my first and middle name. <laughs> um, and I'm from Philadelphia, but I was born, I mean, I was raised in Detroit. So I just say I'm from Detroit most of the time. Okay, okay. And cool. was that it? <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, that was everything. So when and why did you begin writing? Oh, I started writing at a young age. So football has always been like my, my dad was a football coach. My uncle coached football. Everybody, it's a big, we're a big football family. Okay. Um, and so being a girl who has mostly brothers, I grew up in a mostly all male household. My little sister didn't come until I was 15. So I was around guys all my life. Um, I know sports. I know football. I know basketball. I can probably run a play down to you better than a man can. And the way I looked at it was like, well, they really think that women don't know sports. So I'm gonna write about it. So I started blogging. I started writing for sports magazines. I started writing, you know, working with sports teams, writing. And that's where my writing started. It was all about sports for me. Wow. And then one day I woke up and I was like, I can write a romance book. <laughs> and then boom, that Asian movie. And it happened. Oh, that's cool. That's very cool. I, I like that. Cause I wasn't expecting that answer whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody ever does. <laughs> awesome, awesome. 
Now, when did you consider your, like the first time you actually considered yourself a writer? The first time I actually considered myself a writer. I'm going to say my first book. I felt like a real writer. Okay. Like writing sports was cool. Everybody knew who I was. Like, oh, she writes sports. You know, the guys knew, like, no, we know who her dad is. Like, we know it was just regular for me. Like they, everybody knew already. Well, she writes sports so writing romance it was like okay I got a real book out here <laughs> like you can type my name in on Amazon and my and my books are gonna pop up I'm a real writer now that's how that was it was then cool so that I was January that. 2018 2000 okay so this is wait a minute now how you got all these okay we'll get to that all right um you know I'm, get, I'm, I'm, I'm ahead let me slow down <laughs> Okay, now are you an independent um, author? Are you working with the um, with traditional publishing, or like what do you classify yourself classify yourself as? So I'm independent. Um, I've been independent since October of last year. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I started yeah. off with a publisher. We're not gonna get into all of that, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so um, I've been independent, independent since last world. year, October. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now tell us, what is the name of the book you're currently promoting? The book I'm currently promoting, uh, With Love, The Flower Sisters. It's on okay. pre-order. comes out January 8th. Just like so y'all know. Okay. What's it about? <laughs> so I, um, I wrote a six book series this year about six sisters. They're all named after flowers. And so the series was um, about love languages. Um, I did the first five books were about the love languages. The last book clearly is not a sixth love language. So it was just kind of a the sixth sister just kind of had her own book. She kind of came in like last minute. Nobody knew it was a sixth sister until I wrote the first book. I didn't even know it was a sixth sister until I wrote the first book. So um, but yeah, it was about love languages. And um, yeah, so this is their like this is the end for them. There's a double wedding happening. It's Christmas time or it's new, new Christmas slash New Year time in the book. Okay. Um, and this is just the end for them. I'm done with the series. I'm done with them. I'm over the sisters. So yeah, I'm just trying to end it and, you know, give them this last little hoorah before I go. That was my, my best-selling series um, this year too. Wow. So, okay. I, I yeah. definitely didn't expect that. You already know which book I was about to read. Yeah. Love and Law is a good book, you know, <laughs> but yeah, everybody yeah. is Flower Sister, Flower Sisters, because that's what I wrote all year. Love and Law was my last book of this year. So. Okay. Yeah. Now, what inspired you to write the the series, the, the last book in the series, or, you know, how did the idea come about? So all of my books connect in some way. Um, my first, I won't go into the books that I had under my, under the publisher. So when I first went independent, my first book was Ready, Said Love. Um, it was a short, it was just kind of like an introduction book. Like I'm just writing this. It's really, it was really quick, probably like maybe 50 pages at the most. Um, and it was kind of like introducing these new characters that aren't in Detroit. Most of my books now are like based in New York or Philadelphia, which Philadelphia is where I'm from. So it's based in like New York or Philadelphia. Um, and I was just kind of introducing these new characters. So I introduced a character and really said love. His name is Elijah. And he's from New York. He's an attorney, like this big power defense attorney. Um, and that was just my way of introducing them to, to his book, which was Confidently Lost. And then I, that was my first, that came out October of last year. That was like my first big, like independent book. It was like um, almost 200 pages. Um, and in that book, you have Elijah and Nova, Nova, you know, they get together, but I introduced the flower sisters in that book. They're, they're her friends. And so everybody kept asking me in the, in the, in the reviews, like, so are we going to get books on the flower sisters? Are we going to hear about the flower sisters? And I'm like, no, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> 
And then I went on and I did Dancing for Your Heart. And then I did Speaking of Love. And then they was like, all right, now the flower sisters is funny. Can we get them? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give y'all the flower sisters since y'all want them so bad. Cool. That's how they were birthed. I was like, all right, I don't know how I'm going to do this. But I realized when I was reading the stories back, when I was reading that Confidently Lost and Speaking of Love, where they kind of, they only made small cameos. But when I read it, I'm like, oh, every time I talk about Mag- Magnolia, it's like, or, and I really should say it was Blossom. Every time I talk about Blossom or Daisy, there it seems like like Blossom is very passionate. And then you got Daisy who's like, she loves quality time. Like y'all don't ever come see us in Philadelphia. Like it was all, and I'm like, you know what? These characters kind of giving off love language vibes. Maybe I can do that. And that's just how, boom, there you go, love languages. <laughs> right, nice. So your readers kind of help dictate what yeah. you're about. They awesome. do. They do a little bit. I try not to give too much leeway because if I if I say like, "Would y'all want this character?" and they say yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be like that all the time. They're gonna be asking me every other day. Like, so we getting yes. we getting these characters? Yeah, no. I, I I believe that. <laughs> I definitely I, I try not because that. I really don't want to write about every character I bring up. I don't want right. to, but if 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 you know people are like asking about it over and over again, I'm gonna do it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you listen to your uh readers. I like I, that. I agree. Now, um. Are any of the experiences that are listed with the um, Flower Sisters uh, from your own life or someone that's close to you that you know? Um, no, actually, that's kind of weird. Usually it's a little bit of something. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is that my male characters are like the men. I guess, oh, I guess so. I guess I can say, yeah, because like the men in my life are like very, like my dad, I was raised by my dad. I got five brothers. Like they're all like very, I could say the men in my book are very like passionate, but they're a little aggressive. They're a little hood. Like those are the men in my life. (laughs) So yeah, I guess I do kind of, my male characters are more like the men in my life versus my female characters. Okay. Um, I like that. I like that. Now, what would you say was the hardest part of writing your book? Of writing any book or Love and Law? Um, I won't stick, let's stick with the Flower Sisters because you said okay. you did the last Flower Sisters. So let's stick with that. Okay. Um, honestly, because I don't, most writers, and I won't say most writers, I'm gonna say a lot of writers, they outline. Mm-hmm. So they know what's going to happen in their story. Like they, they know what's going to happen in the beginning, the middle, the end. They might not know all the details, but they know enough. I write off the top of my head. I don't know what's happening whatsoever. I just know that this story is about a girl who uh, was lost. They lost their parents, both all the sisters, they, they lost their parents. They was raised by their aunt. Like I know those small things. I know who they're going to be with. I know their name. I know their job. I don't know nothing that's going to happen in the story. Like I write off the top of my head and it's really just as I'm typing, it just comes to me. So sometimes I can't write. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know what's happening next. Like I, I don't, right. it's not, it's not coming to me. It's, and I have to stop. And I'm, am I going to get this book out on time? Cause I really don't, <laughs> I don't know what's about to happen next. So that's the hardest part for me. I think I tried to outline it and it didn't work for me. Okay. I outlined a an entire book and it was Blossom's book, which her book was the fifth Flower Sister book. I outlined her whole book and nothing that I wrote in the outline happened in the book. I literally still wrote off the top of my head. So it was pointless <laughs> to even do the outline. Well, you know, you got, you have to find your own way. You know, everyone doesn't operate the same way. Outlining might work for some and then yeah. letting it flow organically might work better for you and and I think it definitely works better for me and I'm a last minute type of person like 
um, when I send my book off to be, because I mostly, I edit and then I'll send it off to a proofreader so they can go over it and try to fix some errors, which mm-hmm. we're not going to get into proofreaders and editors. But yeah, I try to like, I try to get my books as clean as possible. It doesn't always happen that way, but I try. And one thing that I do when I send my books off, the epilogue is not done when I send my books off. Okay. <laughs> a lot of the scenes, I put placeholders. So I might write a scene or a chapter and I might get to that chapter and it's not even the full chapter. I might get to a certain part and be like, I don't know what's about to happen next. So I'm just going to put something in bold here that says you need to finish this and keep it moving so okay. I can get the story done. And so when I send it to an editor, it literally, those placeholders are still there. There's no epilogue done. Like it's not finished, but I need you to, I need you to go through this. The, the I, have, words I already right. wrote and just, <laughs> just find those errors for me so I can go back in and add what I need to add in. And so yeah. like a book, uploading a book to Amazon, you, most people try to do it like, the night before or the day before because Amazon might hold your book up. I've never had that happen to me before. I've never had a book held up by Amazon. So I just do what I do. So if a book coming out, let's say I had a book coming out tomorrow. I'm pretty sure like right now at 412, I'm probably still writing. (laughs) Like I'm probably still writing. It's not going to get uploaded till about four in the morning. And yeah, that's just what it is. Like I usually spend my um, release day sleeping the whole day away. Because wow. I probably was up till about five, six in the morning writing still. And then I right. wrote a book. So. I, you know, I, I have heard that um, some of the other authors that I do follow and they're like, I don't know what's going on. They're holding up my book. I don't know why it's not out yet. I'll let you guys know once it's live. I have heard of that, but um, it looks like it's work, been working out for you. It's been working out for me. And a lot of times, I really, I hate to say this, but a lot of times, um, sometimes the authors will upload, like you can see, like they'll upload it so they readers can see, like I really did upload this book. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they do that is because a lot of authors try to use the whole Amazon thing, like their book isn't finished. So they just kind of be like, well, Amazon's holding my book up. <laughs> and really mm-hmm. they still trying to finish the book. So okay. some people will upload the, to show, like this book says it's still in review. Mm. So they know, like, I uploaded this book. But a lot of times, I mean, I've never had any problems. I've had um, a few authors who I know, like, they get their books done on time when they say they will, who their books have been held up. I just, I hope it never happens to me. Let me knock on wood somewhere around here. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Well, hopefully not. Hopefully not. Now, what was the easiest part of writing the book for you? The easiest part for me, um, honestly, is, like, the dialogue. That's my favorite part. The talking okay. between characters. It's the mon- like the inner monologue for me that's like, oh, here we go. Like, I don't feel like doing all of this. <laughs> if I could just write a book for all, with all dialogue, I would. <laughs> but it's the dialogue for me. Like, I like the characters interacting. I'm okay. a jokester. I'm silly. So I kind of like being silly in my books a little bit too. Um, but yeah, it's the dialogue for me. That's the easiest part for me. I can get dialogue like this. Nice, nice. Yeah. Now, did you learn anything from writing your book? And if you did, what was it? Mm, I won't say, I mean, every every book is a learning process, I think. I think okay. just sometimes like you might write one book, like what I, I'll say this, like with my previous books, the books that came out in 2018 and then towards the middle of 2019, when I read those books back, and I'm like, what is this? <laughs> what did I write? Who is this? Who is this author? I don't know who this author is. And then I read my books from October 2019 until now. And I'm like, this is the author that I know. Like my work has, the writing has grown so much. Um, so I think it's really just trial and error. I think it's 
you know, perfecting your craft. I think it's reading because reading is very important. A lot of authors, once you start, I, I, that happened to me. Like I was a huge reader. I can read four or five books in a week if I really wanted to. Mm-hmm. But once I started writing, I stopped reading because it was like my focus was all on writing. And I realized like, no, I need to take time to read because that's what I love. That's what I love to do. That's what made me want to write a romance book. So let me go back to reading because you learn from those books. You learn from reading other people's books. Now, I won't say read those books and then take from those books. (laughs) But what I will say is read those books and you can see how like a lot of new authors, somebody like they'll ask me, can you read this over for me? And I'll read it and I'll be like, I can't really read this or understand it because it's not formatted right. Like it's not formatted right. All your words are running together. Like go read a book. And then when you, because I know you read, when you read that book, pay attention to how it's formatted, pay attention to how the dialogue looks. That's important because it teaches you. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I just think that just, reading and continuously writing every time I write I feel like I'm I feel like I get better at it so I might write something and be like dang girl you wrote that wait a minute (laughs) or I might write a scene or a sentence and be like where did that come from it's just all (laughs) trial and error and reading and writing and just kind of doing it over and over and over again nice so you you get to see your growth in your writing definitely because when I when people ask me now like what book should I start off with I'd be like confidently lost don't even go back to the other books just start at confidently lost if you want to go back sure go ahead but and a lot of people go back and they're like girl this book was good and I'll be like oh okay well I mean hey if you like it I love it you know everyone has their own taste you know yeah (laughs) now um remind me again what is the name of the last uh flower sisters book with love the flower sisters so basically a sign off with love all right yeah all right I just want to make sure I have that in my in my mental uh (laughs) there to remember now did you you kind of talk about your growth and things like that did you learn anything from writing that particular you know book with love the flower sisters anything that you so I'm still writing that book Um, oh okay okay I'm still writing that book when usually with Amazon when you pre-order you have to have it submitted like four days before the actual date so I don't have to have it submitted until January 4th so right now I'm still in the process of writing that book wow (laughs) Um, this I think this is the first time I've had this happen where like the author is still in the process of finishing up on their you know pre-order that's kind of cool yeah yeah so I I did the pre-order because I just honestly if I didn't do the pre-order the book probably wouldn't have got done like I know that if I do the pre-order I have to get it done because Amazon won't let you do pre-orders for a year if you don't submit the book so okay yeah so like I know this book this book is gonna get done it has to be submitted by this day so and I'm a I'm still like I said I'm a last minute person I work well under pressure so knowing that I have to have a book done by January 4th it'll be done I still have to send it off to be edited so I'm actually like right at the end of it right now like maybe I still have the wedding scenes to write Mm -hmm. um but other than that like it's mostly done I just yeah I'm I'm still writing that so I mean I'm not honestly it's just really a follow-up okay on them Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of compiled them all into one book, each couple. So I kind of broke it up like Love and Law, where I broke up between mm-hmm. couples or siblings. So, but they're really short. Like each sibling's um, story is maybe five or six k a piece, okay. and then the wedding part is kind of longer. Um, but other than that, it's just really a follow up because okay. at the end of the last book, the sixth book one sister was pregnant the other one was getting married the other one was like well I want to get married too and they was like well let's have a double wedding and I'm like I can't leave it off like that and they was asking about it so I'm like I'm gonna give them this book and then I'm gonna move on to the next because that what's next is what love and law is kind of kind of 
taking this big form now. And so what's next is like a lot of characters from out of that book. Okay. Well, um, I like the fact that you know what works for you. Uh, the deadline is your motivation to make yeah. sure that that book gets out. It's a little different, but hey, it works <laughs> for Asia Monique. It does. <laughs> so that's all that matters. Now, um, I guess we can uh, ask, because you said that it's kind of like a send off with, uh, with love from the flower sister. Is, mm-hmm. is there a message that you want your readers to, to grasp out of that book? Yeah, which is my synopsis, which is really short. I don't write long synopsis. I'm not a long synopsis writer. We had to do that when I was with a publisher and I was over it. So most of my synopsis are like four or five sentences. So uh, with love, the flower sisters, because it is the end of, it's the end for, it's not the end end for them. You're still going to hear from them. Just like you heard from Juniper, which is one of the sisters in Love and Law. Mm-hmm. All those characters are connected in some way. So um it's, this is our end and also our beginning. So it's not really the end for them. Like this is, you won't get another book on them, but you're going to hear their name. So it's not really the end, but you still hear their name. So it's just, this is our end and also our beginning with love, the flower sisters. That's why it's called with love, the flower sisters. It's their sign off. Like this is it. This is it. Just take what you get out of this and keep it moving. Don't ask me for nothing else. Don't ask me for nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> this is nice, it. nice. Now, yeah. if you had to do it all over again, with the flower sisters as a whole would you change anything with them no okay i wouldn't i love like when i tell you that i love those characters i love i love the male characters <laughs> the sisters are a little annoying <laughs> but <laughs> in my opinion it's probably because i wrote them i think they're annoying because there's so many of them okay. i don't know why i do this to myself why i make big families like this and then have to write all- that annoys me and i i did it so it annoys me <laughs> I did it for myself. Right. But I right. really do love the guys. Like I love the male characters that they end up with. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't change anything. Nice. That's kind of crazy. I usually would say, like, no, I would change this. No, I wouldn't change anything. You know, I was thinking you were gonna say I wouldn't have created the series. Like I just would have <laughs> left no, it. Oh, I'm happy I created them. Okay. I'm happy I'm created them because like last year at the end like towards the end of the year around this time around christmas time it was thanksgiving christmas time um the publisher that i had I don't, they had an issue with amazon a lot, everybody knows about this issue it was all over social media they were going off about it where pu- certain publishers all their books came down off of amazon so mm-hmm. at one point every book that i had in 2018 through the middle of 2019 which was 15 books wasn't there anymore Mm. It was gone. So only thing that was up was the book that the one book, the two books that I had released in 2019 on my own. Mm. And so I had to start all over. It felt like I got those books back. Eventually, I was able to get the rights back to those books. But it took a while. It took a lot of arguing. It took a lot of a lot of mess to get those books back. But at the end of that year, the money that I was making for Christmas, I didn't get paid for Christmas. I didn't get paid for Thanksgiving. I went through the holidays, basically living off my savings. And so when January came, I'm like, yo, I have to write a series, not only because I want to get paid, but also because I want to show people like, just because those books came down that you worked hard on, that you worked hard on does not mean that you should give up. Absolutely. And there was a lot of authors who just was done. Like they didn't want to write no more or they were discouraged and didn't want to write and couldn't write. I should say that they wanted to write, but couldn't write because they were so discouraged. Not me. I was writing, releasing a book every month. The Flower Sisters came out back to back to back to back to back. Like January through August, I, I released every month. Wow. So releasing 200 page books every month <laughs> is a lot. But mm-hmm. not only did I gain a whole bunch of readers, not only did the Flower Sisters become this big thing, 
it was like, okay, yeah, you definitely can do this. You didn't need a publisher. I'm I'm grateful that I gained those readers from that publisher, but you didn't need one. You could have did this on your own if you really wanted to. So now I feel like the flowers are like this big thing for me. So I, I don't regret them at all. I'm happy that I wrote them. Now um, I do yeah. I do have a question in regards to the the issue you had with the publisher. Was that mm-hmm. like a Detroit thing? Because no. I want to say that there's a uh, it was a a newly published um author who had an issue where her books were taken down and things like that or were they were they you know how far reaching was this issue this publisher had at least seven almost 100 authors signed to them so the authors were all over um not just here but it were there were a couple authors who were from here that was signed to that specific publisher um and then that specific publisher's husband also had over like 100 something authors signed to him and their books came down and then any imprint companies under them so smaller publishing companies that they had under their companies those books came down as well so we're talking about over 300 400 authors whose books were just gone we're talking about authors who had who've been signed with these people for so long we're talking about 30 40 50 books under one person just gone so that's that can be me i only had 15 there were people who had been signed to these people for years who lost 50 who lost 40 to 50 books and a lot of them don't have their rights back a lot of them are still wow. fighting for their rights. So yeah, sure, it, that that was devastating. Mess. That oh my god, I I can't imagine. Yeah, but I'm I'm a very like nonchalant type mm-hmm. of attitude. So my books came down, and I'm like, on to the next. <laughs> like that was me. On to the next. I'm not getting on social media about it. I'm not about to make a whole bunch of statuses. I'm about to just do my thing over here. And what worked out for me too was that I had also finished out my last contract before it happened. Mm. Um. And then I decided when I finished that contract, I told the, you know, the lady, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going independent. I finished my last book. Boom. So I was out when it okay. happened. I was had already, you were already, already yeah. Already. So it kind of worked Somehow out. Somehow in, your, you, you, your spirit already knew it was time for me to move and on. And then it was time for me to go. Yeah. Because yeah. I was kind of doing that 50, 50 split. I was looking at how much money I was making and I was looking at how much the publisher was getting and how much I was getting. I was like, what? I could take all of that home and I'm splitting this. No way. <laughs> no way so yeah I was over that I was over not being able to have like creative control like my covers were picked out for me I could say "Mm, I don't really like that but that didn't mean that they were gonna change it (laughs) like it was just I didn't have like really any control over except for what I wrote like what I wrote was me but covers and promo and all of that stuff was like up to the publisher and I was over that I like the covers that I want I want my covers to look more romance than urban and that was more of an urban company I probably was like one of the only romance like full-blown contemporary romance writers so under that company everybody else was more like urban romance which is a little more like not what I write (laughs) so yeah it was just they wanted my covers to look more like their theme and I didn't really like that but okay that's neither here nor there I'm just happy that because because you didn't let it stop you you know you're still out here pushing out these books and you know you knew it was that what you got out of them was what you needed it to be and now you're on to the next level and that's awesome now um if you uh had a message that you wanted your readers to grasp at the completion of this series what would it be that well the point of the love languages for me just for people to know like 
when you love somebody, you don't love them based off of your love language. You love them based off of their love language. So if my love language is quality time, I'm not going to force somebody or try to make somebody else love me because their love language is the same thing. No, like if their love language is um, words of affirmation, I'm going to love them that way. I'm not going to smother them <laughs> like because that's what I want. I'm going to love them with words of affirmation. So I guess like my goal with that book was to show that like if you love somebody based off their love language, that what happens after that is like open. It's you know what I mean? You kind of it's hard for me. It's hard for me to explain. Cuz no, my love I, language is all the love languages. <laughs> so I, I feel like I love with all the love languages. Like I like words from affirmation. I like quality time. You could definitely buy me some gifts. I'm gonna be cool <laughs> with that, you know. <laughs> like so, yeah. I but mostly just love people f- how they want to be loved, not how you feel like they should be loved. That's mostly my the takeaway that I wanted people to get from that book. And also, you know, in that book, you can make your own family. Like these girls didn't have their mom, their dad wasn't around. It was them and their aunt, but they made their own families. And I do that with my books. I kind of make them all a big old family. Mm-hmm. So you had Confidently Lost and then you had Dancing for Your Heart and then you had Speaking of Love. These are their friends. They went to high school with these people. So mm-hmm. they made their own little family. And when I bring those characters into these six books, they're like, wow. And it's in the reviews. They say all the time, like, I love how you make everything such a big, happy family. Like that's... I have a big family and my big family is actually related to me. So I like the whole like big family. And some people don't have that. Some people have to make their own family. Their friends is their family. Their friends' family is their family. And I have that too in my life. So that's really my goal is like, you can make your own family. You don't have to be alone out here in this world. And it's okay to trust people. Of course, you want to be a little, a little, little, you know, leery to to certain people, but you can, you can trust people. It's people out there that you can trust and build families with, you know, friendships with that turn into like a big family. Absolutely. Because there was a time in in my life where um, non-blood people became my family Mm -hmm. and I created my own family and developed that. And you know, but uh, fam- familial bonds are very important, but you d- it's not determined by blood. Yep. For sure. Agreed. I love that. Okay. Now we've already talked about a, lot, a, a little bit about it. How many books have you written? Uh, 26 as of Love and Law. Wow. And all of this is from since? January, 2018. <laughs> Girl, yeah. you out here working, working. Yeah, 26. Two of those are collabs with my best friend. So nice. Um, we mostly we started like a company or whatever. We're all anything we do together will be under that company. We've written two collabs so far. Something else is coming really soon. Um, but yeah, so 26 all together. Nice. Congratulations on Thank that. You. <laughs> Out of those 26, what's your favorite? Uh, uh, shoot um what's my favorite I want to say I want to say when I once I like get to the the next book that's always my favorite so I want to say love and law but I don't want to say love and law because I actually think that way back when I was writing about the James brothers it's six of them it's seven siblings one sister and six brothers that was probably like my favorite to write about okay but I'm gonna have to go with love and law. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. I, you know, I'm a fan. I, I'll go with that one. <laughs> now, um, I'm gonna have to go with love and law. 
we know that you plan on uh, releasing books. We know that the um, the farewell to the um, Flower Sisters is what's coming up. But mm -hmm. beyond that, you know, are we going to get up to 35, 40, 50? What we got? Oh, yeah. I know every book that I'm releasing in 2021 already. I know the okay. titles. I have a cover. Hi. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm one of those people. Here. Yeah, I'm one of those people who, like, I know... I know what I'm releasing. Like I knew in 2020, all the books that I was releasing, I knew that I was doing six. Well, I knew I was doing five books <laughs> on the sisters and then book one, another sister popped up out of nowhere. I honestly, you know, right off the top of my head. So it just kind of came out. Mm -hmm. so that's how it ended up being six books instead of five. But um, okay. yeah, I, I usually know what I'm releasing. So yeah, this year I will next year, I should say, um, I know every book that I'm releasing. I think I'm doing about, well, I ain't gonna say because they watching in my group and they're right. gonna be looking for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, you said, and I only, where are the other ones at? Yeah, yeah I'm like, I can respect mind. that. I can respect that. Um, but you know, you said that you're kind of a procrastinator in that. I mean, like, I see some planning, but not really, but a little bit because if you have your whole, you already know what your 2021 is about to be, so you got something there. <laughs> They still got to get written, though. <laughs> it's a start. Yeah, that's true. They it still got to get written. It's a thought, and you have the thought there already, so. That, yeah, that's I might wait about my seat. Like, oh, let me add this to my, I'm probably not going to release everything that I planned out, because I feel like um, I was going to only do seasonal releases, so fall, you know, fall, winter, mm -hmm. spring, some, what are the, the seasons? <laughs> Whatever, you know, the seasons. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was only going to do one book a season this year because I feel like I'm about to graduate okay. and I got a lot going on there. I want to, you know, it's a lot that I want to do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I'm not going to be able to release every single month like I did in 2020, but I'm probably going to release maybe every single month like I did in 2020. So I'm going to just be doing double time. Um, yeah, but I don't know. Like I might take something out. I might be like, no, I'll release this in 2022. God willing, okay. I, I make it to 2021 because we still got some time going. But hopefully, you know, I'm able to like stretch some stuff out. I really don't know. I really don't know, honestly. But I know like I have a lineup and so I know what I want to release, but it might not happen. <laughs> okay. I, I can respect that. I, I, I can take that. I'm not going to push you on that one. Now, um, <laughs> what separates you from other authors in your genre? Uh, that's kind of hard to... That's kind of hard to say because I'm not, I'm one of those people who don't really pay attention to what's going on. Um, okay. And I rarely read other authors in my genre. Mm -hmm. um, and not even because I, I don't like want to or because I don't want to support. Like I download books, especially when I see somebody on my timeline. Like it might be somebody that I'm, I don't really talk to too many authors also. So, but um. It might be somebody that I just see on my timeline on Facebook, and I definitely like to download books and swipe because page reads is how we get paid um, through Amazon, unless you buy the book outright mm -hmm. um, instead of using Kindle Unlimited. But I like to swipe through authors' books for them because I want them to get paid. So, um, but I'm not really, I don't really pay too much attention to what's going on. I don't really okay. read too much of authors in my genre. Um, okay. So I can't really tell you like oh this is what sets me apart <laughs> I feel like I just do me and I don't, ain't nobody me so <laughs> and that's just that's that I, and, I, and I think that's 
sufficiently answers the question because you're yeah. you. In the yeah, industry. I don't. Yeah, I, you know what? I try. Like, I just feel like there'd be so much going on in this industry, mm-hmm. and so my Facebook page, a lot of a lot of authors and a lot of publishers and editors aren't like. I try. I don't like really adding a lot of people. I, my requests are like through the roof because I just want to see my fa- like. I want my old Facebook back. I want to see my family. <laughs> I want to see them on my timeline, and it's just feel like it's all books all day. And I don't like. Where's my dad post at? He posts long paragraphs every other day. Where's his post at? Why do I keep seeing this same book from two weeks ago? Right. So I just want to like. I just want to like be on social media and be regular. That's why my Instagram is like more books than my Facebook is. Okay. Um, yeah. So I just be like in my own little world, honestly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that kind of leads to the next question. Like, what is your experience with the writing community? Yeah, my um, my experience didn't start until January of 2018. Okay. So before then I was reading, but I wasn't, I didn't realize that readers like soon as they done reading a book like it might be a new to them author and they'd be like let me go find them on Facebook and let me go follow them on like I wasn't that reader I was like dang this book was good let me go see what else they got mm-hmm. on Kindle and Amazon not let me go find them on Facebook so I wasn't friends with none of these authors at all I didn't know them I didn't know what they looked like I didn't know what they talked about on social media I wasn't in a readers groups I was just reading right and when I signed and the, my publisher like put in like they had their own publishers group or whatever that was um private and they're like oh you know welcome asia it was like my facebook immediately turned into the author world like it was like authors all over my page and the next minute you know i'm getting added by 50 million readers at one time and like it was so much and i just don't i honestly don't even think i have a full-blown like connection to this new reader this new like author university i like to call it authorversity like i don't really have like a full connection to it because i'm not friends with a lot of authors okay um i like i talk to them on social media we talk back and forth we laugh and joke on posts but like these people don't have my number like we don't i mean maybe a few of them that i actually like connected with it mm-hmm. and my best friend uh, my best friend is an author and i like we she and it wasn't even like we wasn't even we weren't even friends on social media like she just messaged me on Instagram and was like I read your book and I love it and then we became friends <laughs> like that was that and like now she's like my best friend we've been friends since I started so okay. um but yeah I can't even say that I'm fully connected that makes me feel bad oh my god <laughs> you know I've heard varying answers and I think that the your experience is whatever you make it and whatever works best for you and your authorship because I've had people tell me oh it's amazing it's been great I have a supportive uh network then I have others say it was absolutely horrible and I have others who say keep your circle small so you know it's whatever works for you I definitely think that I have a good support if that's what you mean like I definitely authors definitely support me Mm mm-hmm well, they support, but that's because I support. I feel like it's you. If I support you, you support me. I feel like that's what it's like. Um, and and you know, between authors online, because it's really different now than it was clearly years ago. Mm-hmm. Years years ago, when nobody was on social media, you couldn't get in touch with Sister Soldier and Soldier. What's her right. name? Yeah, you couldn't get in touch with those authors on on okay. social media like you can exactly. with us now. So yes, yes. Yeah, I just um I so I definitely have like people definitely support and I and I try to support as much as I can. A lot of times I don't see a lot of their stuff, but right. I definitely support. Um so yeah, I don't really 
and I don't have like beef with nobody. So I, yeah, I guess I do kind of have a good experience. <laughs> <laughs> good. I hope it stays that way. Now, do you Me have- too, because I'm not nice. <laughs> so- <laughs> You said that was my warning. You heard I'm it. Not nice, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, do you have any advice for any other writers? Um, to write. Okay. A lot of a lot of authors, like a lot of aspiring authors, they wanna write and they might be writing at home, but it's like, well, this uh, don't compare yourself. Write and don't compare yourself. So because you've seen this author get 12 number one number ones in a row, don't mean that you have to inspire to get 12 number ones in a row. First off, that whole Amazon bestsellers chart is trash anyways. It really doesn't matter because I've had what maybe two or three number one releases. Um and the other ones may have reached the top 10, top 20, top 30, but I still got 3 million page reads in 2020. So it really doesn't matter mm-hmm. if I got a number one or not. I still have readers. And a lot of times you might look at a book that has 24 reviews and you think only 24 people read the book. That ain't true. For every 100 people that read a book, maybe 10 of them is going to leave a review. Maybe. And that's just me pushing it. Maybe five. <laughs> for real. For And I, I always wonder why that's like that. Like you might look at a book and you'd be like, okay, if I look at the sales of Love and Law and how much it sold and how many page reads I got and how many people actually bought that book that was $4.99 versus the 26 reviews that are on there, yeah. you know, I, I would be like, what is going on? Like, why is it that all of these people bought this book, but only 24 of y'all or 26 of y'all left a review? So yeah, I just don't compare yourself to nobody else. Just do you mm-hmm. write what you want to write don't let nobody tell you what you should write how you should write it how it should end write what you want to write um and release it that that's what makes you a writer yeah so don't sit at home and be like girl i'm a writer and you writing in your notebook every night and you typing on your computer every other day but you haven't released anything release it let the world see it and and also not everybody is gonna like it that's okay they don't gotta like it true they don't have to like it so just write right and right (laughs) i like it all right all right moving along all right what is your favorite book of all time my favorite book of all time Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to go with the first book that i ever read the coldest winter ever (laughs) okay okay that's the first book i ever read like i was sneaking that book under my cover (laughs) (laughs) in middle school (laughs) with the flashlight trying to read so my dad didn't catch me (laughs) you know it's funny because i'm hearing a lot of different feedback as far as the sequel coming out after all these years and all that but when i i have this like um sometimes i have reading spurts and i'm Mm -hmm. on a a nice spurt at this point but when i was younger i was probably like um, 18 19 years old when i read it Mm -hmm. and I'm like, this book is amazing. It was so good to me. And I know everyone, everyone's not going to feel the same way, but I'm excited to see what the sequel could be. I, me I don't too. Know what be. So I'm definitely going to get the book. I don't know how much I'm going to like it because I love The Coldest Winter Ever, but I read The Coldest Winter Ever when I was like <laughs> 10, 11. So um, 
I just think that our tastes change. And so a lot of times people who have like never read the coldest one ever and they read it now, they're like, oh, everybody, everybody's hyping this book up, but I don't really see it. That's because you're used to reading what we write now. The way right. the coldest winter, you know, the way that book is written is completely different than how we write now. Like the Omar Tyrese and all of those, those books are written completely different. Like if you read those books, it was written for that time. So yeah. I feel like, I hope that I don't want to say like I hope that she kind of conformed I don't want to say that but I hope that when I read it it's like I'm feeling like 2018 2019 ish when I'm reading it I hope I don't think it's gonna be that way because I feel like she's very um uh setting her ways I think when I read like even when I read like the sequel like Port- the Portia Santiago book I read that book I read that newer midnight book those books that came out in like 2016 mm-hmm. it was very her like <laughs> it was like it was her so okay. I, don't, I don't know I don't know how I'm gonna feel about it I feel like maybe she should have left it alone it's such a classic I just don't know <laughs> I just don't know how I don't know I, I'm excited to see what she could do with it I don't know if I probably need to reread uh the coldest winter ever I feel again. like I do um yeah. like I said because I'm 37 now so I don't that that's a nice little gap in between reading reading it so I don't know yeah, we'll see yeah. but um because I do my reviews based on what spoke to myself mm-hmm. so if you can remember what spoke to your soul when reading that book that it was a <laughs> lot of drama and I was 11 <laughs> yeah, right that's all like it's not gonna work <laughs> that it was a lot going on and it was a lot of just I don't know I think when I read those books now like I read like my mom has like uh if I go in this laundry room she has this shelf in there and it's like full of books coldest winter ever is up there midnight all his books is up there like those books are there so when I was younger reading those books I really think it was just fascinating like my dad was like strict I won't say he was strict but he was kind of strict so I was just and my brothers was like very overprotective so it was like mm, but i'm reading this book and winter is like wow there's she out there you know her daddy done got arrested for drugs and i'm like dang do my daddy sell drugs because he got a little bit of money <laughs> like that's how <laughs> that's how i was as a kid See, that's why he wasn't supposed to be reading it. <laughs> that's exactly why i wasn't supposed to be reading it so yeah now right. you know, um i can't really say because i feel like i was so young and i feel like i was just fascinated by like that fast life that was happening in the book right that wasn't happening in my real life. <laughs> right, right, right. I can see that. Now, are you reading something now? Um, let me let me open up my Kindle. Hold on. Let me tell you. I've been fascinated with motorcycle club romance. <laughs> really? Okay. I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, um, and I've also been kind of obsessed with arranged marriage romances mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably why Monroe and Sheldon is in an arranged romance. <laughs> so um let me see what's in here i did read oh you know what one of my favorite authors um i don't really really say that she's one of my favorites but i will say that i really like her work that i just stumbled across um her name is cora cora riley and she writes these mafia romances mm-hmm. um and i read a book and there a lot of them are like arranged romances and i just read a book recently called fragile longing um that was a pretty good book I know a lot of times like I read my black authors and I support um and I support um but like sometimes I don't be saying what I'm reading because I'll be all over the place I might read a black author I might read a a white author like I'll be all over the place sometimes I'm I'm not even gonna tell y'all what I'm reading because y'all probably not gonna be interested in it at all no no. but yeah I just read this book 
it was called Fragile Long, and all her books kind of connect, I guess, in a way. I haven't read everything that she's written, but I feel like when I'm reading the book, like, okay, is something missing? Because I feel like this this story was here somewhere before, and I missed it, so I feel like I need to go back and, like, look through her catalog. But yeah, the okay. book was called Fragile Longing, and it was a, a arranged, a mafia arranged romance, so. Okay. And it was a really, really good book. And I like reading long books. I know some people okay. like reading short books. I like reading long, I like reading books that be, like, at least 250 pages or more. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm invested. Right. When it's mm-hmm. short, which I'm not a really long book writer. Love and Law is my longest book that I've ever written in my life. So I've never written a 300 page book. All my books have been 200 or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I, I Maybe that's why I like reading them long because I like writing them short. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Now, Asia, I, 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 I've enjoyed what we've discussed thus far, but tell me, is there anything specific you want to tell your current or future readers? Thank you. <laughs> that's really, that's really, that's it. I, thank you. Because I wouldn't be able to, I feel like I would still be writing. But I don't think I would be as encouraged to write or like driven to write if it wasn't for my readers. Um, right. Hopping in my inbox, hop, you know, commenting on my post on Instagram, um, joining my group and then asking, what's the what's the order of your books again? Like that stuff motivates me to like want to write. So thank you um, to my future readers welcome (laughs) welcome and I hope you enjoy it um but yeah it's mostly just thank you like the support has been from the very beginning like my very first book I was shocked at the support that I got um from that because I'm it's my first book you don't know me I could I could suck as a writer and I don't even say suck as a writer because I don't like saying that people suck or that they're I just feel like some people need to practice more or uh, write more in order to kind of get they get the flow right but other than that I feel like everybody's a good writer like I mean, it takes a lot of like your work. Some people aren't going to like it. Yeah. Yeah, So, um, but yeah, I just uh, thank you because I wouldn't be able to write as a full time author and pay my bills every month and still have, you know, money to do as I please without them. But I also wouldn't be able to do what I love without them. So, yes, thank you. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, I thank you for joining us. Lastly, please tell us how can we stay up to date with Asia Monique? So you can follow me on Instagram. That's where I mostly post anything Asia Monique. Um, So underscore, underscore, A-Y-E, Monique, M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. You can also join my readers group on Facebook for the love of Asia Monique. Um, That's where I really post like everything. Um first so they get everything first and then it goes on social media so um yeah that's mostly there or you can visit my website which is my name asiamonique.com um any updates that i have are on there um any character updates a lot of times people want to know about characters that i've written about before you can go on there and read about them um i think that's it instagram you can add me on Facebook. I don't really be on there like that <laughs> besides sharing releases and kind of joking around with my family and stuff. So, but Asian Monique is my name on um, Facebook. If you want to pop in on there and add me and yeah, that's about it. All right. All right. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed Love and Law. Like, girl, I just, 
Yeah, that book, I hope, honestly, I that's the like review a, shows you how much I enjoyed it. No, first off, when I clicked it, I said, well, well this is a long review. <laughs> I'm long-winded. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But no, I'm, I'm actually happy. Like, usually when I read long reviews, they're usually giving away the whole entire story. You was able to write a long review without giving away nothing. So I was <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Thank you. That's what, that's what I set out to do. I accomplished it. I feel like I'm doing it right. <laughs> no, you definitely did it right. I loved that review. Um, Love and Law is definitely my baby. Because like I said, it was my last book of the year. It was my longest book that I've ever written. And it's completely opposite of what I usually write. So... Okay. Yeah, it, well, I won't say it's completely opposite, but it's definitely a little different. The whole crime family thing, I don't really write about too much, something that's like too urban. Um, I didn't, I won't really say that my book was urban though. I'll just say it kind of has some urban undertones, but other than that, it was mostly like romance. But yeah, I usually don't write like storylines like that. So it was definitely fun to write. Definitely one of my favorite books. Um, yeah. And for everybody who's been asking, yes, Sheldon and Monroe is getting a book. <laughs> They've been asking me nonstop. Yes, and it's going to come out in February. Um, any books after that are going to kind of just, you know, you'll see, I guess. They're going to be asking and they're going to figure it out anyways. When they read these books, they figure it out. Like, who getting the book next? Yeah, it got to be them. So, <laughs> so yeah, but definitely Sheldon and Monroe is going to get another book. It will not be a follow-up to Love and Law. I'm sorry, y'all. I can't do it. It's too much. <laughs> I but you will hear from those characters again because clearly Sheldon is you know related to Ashton and then you got you know he's with Monroe who is related to the Edwards it's very intricate for sure um your whole the lineup at the beginning definitely helps so I understand why you don't want to you don't have to like it because it's just so much like and but you know all my books are like that though like when you start like I know you you're new to me like Love and Law was your first book ever that you've ever read by me so I'm gonna tell you start that Confidently Lost don't go back I mean if you want to go back again I'm pretty sure you probably end up going back (laughs) but if you you know start off at like Confidently Lost you'll see the connections you'll see that actually Jameson and Jaslyn were introduced in, in Confidently Lost they're Elijah's friend so you heard Elijah and Nova's names in that book that's because they were introduced way in the beginning okay. I was, like love and law was already in my mind when i wrote confidently lost because i'm a okay. huge blue bloods fan so that theme okay. of right you said that. family yeah that theme of like a family working in law enforcement came from that mm-hmm. and then elijah just so happened to be a lawyer i'm like oh yeah let me make him friends with this family so that way i can you know weave them in some way somehow so when i say right. all my books connect they all connect they were introduced way in the beginning of this independent journey <laughs> so okay. Well, I'm yeah, happy. So I'm, start I, I'll start there. I'll start. Yeah, there. start there. You're going to hear the Flower Sisters right in there somewhere. You're going to hear about, you know, yeah. So just start there and then keep it moving. <laughs> well, again, Asia, thank you so much for joining us. I certainly you appreciate you taking the time to sit and speak with me. And um, I, I look forward to what else you have in store for us. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Oh, you're welcome. And as for my viewers, as always, happy reading. And I will catch you guys next time. Bye.